Today we're going to discuss labeling your desired limitations to define the dream scope. We've talked in the past about always labeling limitations. Some are desired, some are undesired. Today we're going to focus on the desired limitations and show how they go beyond the smart format that you've written your dream in after generating the possibilities. Now we're going to add limitations that we want to have to prevent our dream from just going like water without a channel. This is very important and too many people don't take time to do it. Even though labeling limitations is listed as the fourth step in our dream model, generate possibilities, optimize options, act consistently, label limitations, and synergize purposefully, you're probably going to be labeling the desired limitations fairly early in the process. This would come as you're optimizing connections, you're doing online research, you're beginning to talk to people. At the same time, their information is going to allow you to begin to label what you want as the scope of your dream. So let me share some specific examples based on some people who have gotten involved with our 12,000 Dreams Initiative. Once again, I want to refer to our 12,000 Dreams Initiative, where Brian Walden Pope and other preferred providers are working to help 12,000 people achieve their impossible dream. That dream that, from where they stand today, seems unattainable. And I'll be referring to some of those as I go through today to give them some additional help, but also help all of you who have similar dreams. So first, we're going to start with labeling the limitations, the desired limitations, if you're wanting to create a non-government organization for profitable purposes. This is similar to Kiswa, who is trying to establish sustainable, uh, ongoing sustainable families in the Masaka region of Africa. It's for Mindy, who is wanting to open a domestic abuse domestic violence center that isn't based on the police or based on a religious, but is open to those who are wanting that kind of a help. And we have others who have done it. I'm just mentioning those two. So to label the limitations, some of the limitations you want to put on yours are fairly easy. Do you want to limit how many people will be served? How many families in the Masaka region do you want to sustain? How many women and families do you want to be able to come into your domestic abuse center? We label how many we want to serve. And here's an important part to remember that you're going to do this in probably phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, or as they say in the tech world, version 1.0, version 2.0, version 3.0, and you expand as you go. So you start labeling with a phase one. In phase one, we want to help this many families. You're going to want to establish the limitation of where exactly are you going to want to do it. For example, is there a specific city or a specific section of a city that you want to establish your domestic abuse center? Is there a specific village in the Masaka region that you're going to start with this village and then expand to others? So you establish a limitation based on location. 
Part of location is, are you going to have a walk-in facility location? Are you going to have a virtual location? Are you going to do it like Dr. Mohammed Yunus did with Village Banks, where the bankers come to the center plaza of the village and everyone sits down under a veranda and they conduct the bank there and there's no physical uh, entity, the people just gather to receive the service. That's a third limitation you want to look at. You want to look at physical facility versus not physical facility. Which brings us to another one. You want to set the limitation on what is the methodology that you're going to use. How are you going to build these sustainable families? How are you going to help improve their health, their education, their income? And you want to set that so that you're beginning to say, this is the methodology we're going to use. And that's where optimizing your connections feeds into this because you start to research others who are doing similar work and the methodologies they use. And you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can learn from what is already existing. Those are some of the key ones that you want to look at. An obvious one that you want to look at is money. How much money are you going to spend? Now, when you look at the money, you can look at your full operating costs. You can look at a per person, we're going to spend this much money per client. You can look at, we're going to spend this much money on this phase. We're going to spend this much money on this many families. But you definitely have to establish a limit on money and the budget that you're going to do. And that's going to take a lot of optimizing connections and doing the research because you have to have that in place to be able to say how much money we need to raise. And you're going to have investors and donors who are going to want to see that information before they're willing to invest money in it. So obviously, figuring out how much you are going to spend will take time. Another one you need to look at and set as a desired limitation is how long will people be involved in your service in the domestic abuse center? How long will be the average stay? Are you going to have them there for just a week or so as they stabilize? Or are you going to provide a month to three months so they can transition to a new life? You've got to look at how long each client will be involved in the service and set that as a limitation. Now, these are just some of the desired limitations that you want to set for your dream of establishing a charitable foundation, a non-government organization to help certain audiences of people, certain clientele niche. Let's move to another one. For all those of you who are wanting to, to dream of a new job, this is one of the big ones that people have. It's one of our number one goals that people have is they want a new job, a dream job. And we've mentioned that you draft the dream job description. And that can fit into the possibilities, but it also definitely fits into the scope. And you want to look at what would your dream job look like and label the limitations that are desired on that dream job. 
Some of those limitations for getting a new job is going to be, what is the purpose? What is my orientation on the job? Is it a job orientation where I'm only looking at this job by itself? Is it a career orientation where I'm looking at a job that will grow and grow and lead from step to step to step? Is it a calling orientation where I'm looking at a purpose and a passion and the skill set that I bring to change something major. First step, what's your orientation? Second limitation you want to look at, what are those skills, those tasks, those responsibilities I want to spend most of my time on? Define what those skills or tasks are. And in doing that, you can look at things like saying, okay, what are the kinds of goals I want to help a company achieve? What are the kinds of problems I want to help them resolve? What are the skills I want to use? Number three is what is the industry I wish to work in? And you limit to two or three industries to start. And that allows you to be able to focus your efforts. So you choose an industry. It may be food service industry. It may be manufacturing. It may be the financial industry. It may be the entertainment industry. You identify the industry in which you want to perform those skills and tasks and responsibilities. Fourth, you look at the size of the organization. It's very different if you're working for a startup versus you're working for a global organization. The bigger the organization, the smaller the box is they're going to put you in. The smaller the organization, the bigger the box you have to work in because they just don't have a lot of people for those different uh, responsibilities. So you look at what are the size of the organization. Do you want to work for a startup, a small company, a mid-sized company, a large company, a global company? Fifth, you want to look at who owns the company and, and limit and say, these are my desired limitations. And your choices are very simple. They are stockholders. They are a private organization. They are yourself as the owner. They are we the people, meaning it's a government you want to work for, or it is no ownership, which is the legal definition of a nonprofit. So you establish and label the limitation on who owns the company. Next, you're going to label the limitation on the location. The location can be first a country, state, city, but can also be a locale. Do you want to be metro, urban, suburban, rural, virtual. Label the limitation you want to establish on location and locale. Finally, you label the limitations of what you want, the desired limitations, when it comes to the environment in which you work. This is one most people ignore. The environment includes what is the physical layout? Does everyone have a private office? Is everyone working in a bullpen? Do they have small groups of four bullpen, four people to per bullpen? Is it a single person in its own little cubicle? And there's a whole long line of these cubicles, but basically it's just you and that cubicle. What is the physical layout? What are the written and unwritten rules? What is the management style that you want to work under? 
And finally, what are the cultural norms? Is this a company where after work, everyone goes and they go have dinner out together, or they're all on a softball team, or it's basically you're at work, you do the work, but there's no fraternization outside. I know of one organization who made a change from viewing their call center people as assets to resources, and they literally called them a resource. You could no longer call them an employee or a person. And they went from a 3% turnover every three years to a 33% turnover every six months. The environment really matters. Those are some of the limitations you want to look at in your desired view for dreaming of a new job. Now, let's talk about dreaming to see more. This is where you really want to say, okay, I've got a limit. The whole world is out there. Let's say that, do I want to, first, what kind of experience do I want to have? Do I want to have a cruise experience? Do I want to go and take the train to different cities? Do I want to go to one city and stay in that one city? Am I going to a specific national park? And how long am I going to be there? Are we going to camp out for three or four days? Are we going to camp out for a week? Uh, Are we going to do an Appalachian Trail and take three weeks to do it? You limit the time. You limit the type of experience you want. You limit the time you're going to spend on it. You identify specifically a city you want to go to, a museum you want to go to, a national park you want to go to. You even can list in that city, here are the five or six things we want to definitely do. And you do all that in the planning phase. You label that before you go. That will then lead to establishing the money. Now, you may need to reverse it. And you say, we only have this much money to spend. And so that's going to help determine everything else. Time, money, specific things that you want to see. How much is the cost for the different things? What kind of housing will you use? Are you going to go in Airbnb? Are you going to stay in a hotel? Are you going to stay in a hostel? Are you going to camp out? These are typical limitations you need to label for desired travel. These are some examples from our people who have submitted and they've said, this is what our dreams are, of labeling limitations, the desired limitations. So labeling desired limitations to define dream scope. Hope this helped. Thank you for listening. I'm Larry Stevenson. And what are you going to do this week to let your dreams work? To reach the unreachable star.